0: hey guys welcome back to four eyes the podcast series that gives you a clear view into the optometry world across canada and the
1: u.s we are your hosts i'm dr amrit bilku
0: i'm dr deepon Kar.
2: hi i'm dr bravinda vandava and i'm dr alex kuhn
1: we are so excited to share today's episode with you all We are talking with Dr. Rosa Ramirez. She is one of our very good friends and fellow classmates from the Illinois College of Optometry. Rosa graduated along with us in 2019 and now she currently works at a private practice in Illinois. And as an optometry student, Rosa actually coordinated and organized an entire mission trip to Mexico all by herself. Um, And we were very intrigued by her huge accomplishment um, as a fourth-year student doing that. So today, we want to talk about her personal journey as she planned this mission trip, what hurdles she had to get through, and what equipment or what assistance did she need in order to get all of this put together. So we really hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode, and we really hope that this Conversation with Rosa inspires all of you to provide those optometric services to underserved communities and provide those mission trips to give back to those communities. If you want to learn more, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram. Just send us a DM and we can try our best to give you as much information as we can to help you get started with this as well. Dr. Ramirez, can you tell a little bit about yourself to all of our listeners here? Yeah, so
3: um, I graduated from ICO two years ago in 2019 with
2: Amrit, Deepan, and Reggie. <laughs> um, so- For those of you who don't know, my nickname is Reggie, and Rosa calls Ooh, me Reggie.
0: insider.
3: Yep. <laughs> insider, right there. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I graduated two years ago. I started working at a private practice right after graduation. Well, not right after graduation. That's where the mission trip came in. But my last internship I was at was a private practice. Um, My teacher was awesome. And she was like, why don't you stay on with us? And I'm like, all right, awesome. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I spend a lot of time with my family. I like to get away when
1: I can, as you guys know. (laughs) Yeah, Rosa Um, lives on a ranch and goes horse riding all the time and shows off on Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> and she goes
2: to the beach. <laughs> so Rosa, where have you done your optometric mission trips and what do you think are the advantages of participating in these trips as an OD student and after graduation? Kind of strange
3: the way that I ended up um, doing a mission trip at ICO. Um, I went to, as a part of a Christian group, which I mean, I'm a religious person, but it was not, like, I wasn't a part of the Christian group at school or anything. Um, It just so happened that we got an email and I told a classmate of ours, Carolyn, and I was like, why don't we do it? And we're like, okay, like, we thought it would be something nice to do, you know. We saw so many people in a day, like, it was a week's work trip, which I think you you guys did a mission trip too, right? We did it
2: in Mexico. Okay. Yours was was Honduras, right?
3: Yeah, we ended up going to the Honduras, um, yeah. and it was just, the people were just so grateful, and like, yeah. you could just tell, like, how happy they were when you put the glasses on them, and it was just like, oh my gosh, like, you have never seen this good in your life, like, you know, so that was such a rewarding feeling, so I, I just loved it. And the doctor that we went with, Dr. Valeria, and I can't remember her last name for the life of me, but she was so sweet. And that's how she went by. She was Dr. Valeria. And honestly, she was just a very inspiring person because she ended up like moving out to Honduras like, shortly after graduation, and just starting a clinic there, and, like, she has devoted her whole life to this mission to go Mm -hmm. and provide eye exams to the Honduran people down there, and it's just, like, what, um, just, like, I just thought she was such an altruistic person, that's the word I was looking for, Mm -hmm. like, like, to give her whole self to, like, you know, people, like, she wasn't, um, she wasn't Honduran, she doesn't have family members, like, that are Honduran, but she was just, like, you know what, she felt a calling, like, to go down there and provide services for people, and I just thought that was amazing, like, I don't know, so, yeah, um, it was, like, she's a very inspiring person, anyway, so that was a nice experience, and I think as a student, like, you should really try to go on one of these trips, because it's just awesome, like, the the experience that you get is just unforgettable, and rewarding, and, yeah, I don't know, it, it was, it was a really good trip.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, our trip, mine and Deepon's trip to Mexico, um, we, we saw a lot of students or um sorry, a lot of patients a day. And some of them would travel from like like a village from two to three hours away just to see wow. us and they would be like camping out for the whole day and they were so grateful. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, it it, it was it was an incredible um, feeling you got and you know these people actually appreciated you and Mm -hmm. you know like um, yeah I would definitely want to do that again
1: yeah very rewarding so yeah Mm -hmm. rewarding is probably the best word to describe it Mm -hmm. yeah and good for Dr. Valeria for like that sounds like she just sacrificed everything to just go down there and help people that's that's crazy to me. That's did. Amazing. Can you imagine
3: like just picking up your things and like, all right, I'm going to go to this country that I know nobody that I barely know the language and just, you know, like provide yeah. for these people. And like, um, but yeah, so, so she was just very inspiring. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know, like, that's, that's, I don't. I don't know if I'd ever be capable of doing that much, but like, if you like, that's what inspired me then to like do the mission trip. I'm like, you know what? Like, I might not dedicate my whole life to um underserved an underserved population, but for sure, um, you know, being able to help here and there, I think, it's different. Rosa,
0: speaking of you know going on these mission trips, you kind of planned your own mission trip right after graduation, right? Um, we just talked about like all the different things that are involved in a mission trip, you know, the people, the volunteers, the equipment, my big question for you is how did you go about planning an international optometric mission trip on your own? Like, how did you choose and set up the location? How did you know which locations were safe for you and your team? And especially if you've never been there before, how did you organize all that stuff?
3: I think it's so funny right now that you said that I'm like oh my gosh that actually sounds pretty impressive like I'm like right now it like, is like, that's why we like, brought you here that's why we're <laughs> proud of you <laughs> thank you once I like boards passed and everything like I was super grateful to God for like getting me past all those milestones yeah and I was just like, you know what? Like, that was a mission. <laughs> yeah. Passing, like, fours, passing, oh, yeah. um, I don't know, just going through optometry school. So um, once I was kind of like, okay, like, I'm licensed and um, we're about to graduate. And I was like, you know what? Like, I've, oh, I had thought of this going into optometry school. like, one day I would like to, you know, give back to my parents' hometown. Like, um, both my parents are Mexican. They come from the same little small village in Mexico. Anyway, so it's not a very touristy place. It's a small, you know, maybe 10,000 population um, town, but um, so it's not big. And and after that, like, they're really, it's, it's a very isolated 10,000 population mm-hmm. town. So there's no real big cities around there. Um, so anyway, so I was like, you know, I'd, I'd like to give back at, at some point if I could. And When I was um, before optometry school, I was working for a doctor, Dr. Lewis, and he actually is in charge of serving a lot of the Chicago public schools. So he has one of those mobile optometry units. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Yeah. But um, basically, it's like when we went to CPS um, at school, Mm. but we would take a lane over to a different um, school every day and like set up in a library, set up in a classroom, and I remember I I used to be a technician that carried all of that stuff in my trunk. So (laughs) I would show up to a school and and set up a lane and put the computer, measure the 10 feet and like put the baropter up, um, Mm -hmm. carry little mobile split lamps. And um, I would set up like the whole desk and uh, for the optometrist. And I remember I would, I would do like a quick auto refraction on the, on the, on the children, um, IOPs, um, vision check, um, give them to the optometrist. And then that's, where, um, so basically that's where I'm getting at. Is I wanna give a shout out to Dr. Lewis because he's the one that actually ended up providing all the equipment for me. And yeah. it was honestly so nice of him because I remember when I was working with him and I got accepted to school, he was so excited for me. And I was like, yay. And so he was happy for me. And during school he'd always give me work and I would always catch up with him here and there and he'd be like, how's school going? And this, that, and we always kept in touch, kept good communication. And it came to a point where I would joke with him and be like, Dr. Lewis, like, you know, you don't use your equipment all summer. Like, would you let me borrow it and go down to Mexico and uh, do a, you know, like a, a mission trip. And he'd be like, yeah, Rosa, anytime. And I'm like, okay. And like, this is me as a student. Like, and he would just like, kind of like, yeah, yeah. And I thought he was playing. And so I was like, Oh, I'm like, I'm like, I would throw it in there just to kind of plant the seed, I guess. Cause I'm like, yeah. well, maybe one day he will let me borrow it. And, um, the year before graduation, that December, I go down to my parents' hometown every Christmas. So I was going down there, and I and I took and I and I asked them because the kids on CPS are on break during Christmas break. So I said, "Hey, what if I um, borrowed, you know, a couple of your um, equipment and um, went down and did a screening on the kids, just to kind of gauge how many kids that like, you know, like I would do the the um, trip for." And that's when he's like, oh, you're serious. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I want to do my mission trip. So he's like, okay. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'll borrow you an autorefactor, an eye care, And um, I yeah. took a vision chart with me. Um, and so I went and I did this and I, I took my things with me and I went to do a screening. And like, I remember I contacted the school director down there uh, that was in charge of like the majority of the schools down there. And basically, um, they told parents to go and um, take their kids and I show up and I took a couple of my cousins, I was showing them how to check VAs, I was showing them like, you know, like how to help.
1: Yeah, two
3: kids showed up. Two kids <laughs> showed up to my screening and I was just like, Oh, my. So um, <laughs> I, I was like, Oh, my gosh, like nobody wants glass, like nobody want well, it was just a screening. But I think. It was just, like, they weren't interested because there was no, like, game to it, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody was on vacation, so that those two weeks that they have off, like, they're not trying to go to the school and get, like, mm-hmm. extra stuff done where it's not providing you anything back, so I was, like, I was really bummed out, and I was, just like, oh, I just brought all this stuff for, like, nothing, you know, like, I'm, like, okay, yeah. I'm, like, well, oh, well but I knew that there was a need because I go down there and I see all these kids with no glasses. I've been to the school. Of, like, I've gone to pick up my, my, my um, little cousins from school. Like mm-hmm. nobody's ever wearing glasses. And I'm just like, I know these kids need glasses. Like Yeah. <laughs> um, being Hispanic, like you run, like there's a lot of stigmatism that runs yeah. in our culture. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I know you need glasses. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, Oh my gosh. So I, one, I was a little disappointed in how the director took care of it because I guess they didn't really market it that much either. The the mom that did take their kids said nobody, you know, like she didn't know about it. Um, so I was like, you know what, I gotta take these, like this matter into my own hands. So then when it was came time to graduation, um, I remember contacting my cousin who has kids in the school program. And like, it literally was like verbal, like mom to mom to mom to mom, like know that somebody's coming they're going to do eye exams and the kids down here and this wasn't a screening anymore at this point I'm like I'm going to go down with all my equipment um so that's literally how I let the town know that I was going was just like word of mouth and Mm -hmm. uh, mom sharing on Facebook (laughs) and then um at that point Dr. Lewis is like okay well it's summertime they have three months off of school and he's like you can borrow more of the equipment so I actually looked down a whole frapter, like in a in a luggage piece that. Um oh my gosh. Yeah. The so I care, um, an autorefractor, a computer for the VAs.
1: You brought all of this yeah. in like an extra suitcase. <laughs> yeah. No, so
3: I drove down. So oh, I oh, oh, gotcha. So, so I drove all of this down um, from Chicago down to, down to Zacatecas. So it was like, it's like oh, a wow. 34 hour drive, maybe. Is, wow. Was, my by uncle, yourself, was, Rosa, by yourself. No, no. Here goes a shout out to my uncle because my uncle, um, offered to help me drive down there. So it okay. was really <laughs> awesome. oh, okay. yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the trip. It was pretty, a pretty heavy set of equipment that I took. Um, and then getting to the border, I, I know there was a question in there about like, if I ran into like any difficulties getting to the border oh my goodness um I run into customs and they start giving me such a hard time about passing this stuff over and they were just like well like I don't know if you're bringing this stuff down here to sell and I'm like I'm not selling it I'm doing it to do like a mission trip I'm like yeah. I'm like um, I'm, I'm like I'm doing it as a free service and they're like well how do I know they' like it's just so unorganized down there you guys have mm-hmm. no idea and it's just like,
1: did you have oh, to yeah, show yeah. any like paperwork? Like you could show them your ICO like pictures of you in like an ICO shirt or like at the school, in the they classroom, in the clinic, <laughs> nothing? They They're care,
0: like,
3: no, but, like, this is not legit. What? No, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, I had like a... I remember, I had a note from like Dr. Lewis and everything saying like, "Oh, like oh. this equipment belongs to Ageless Eye Care." Well, that was that's
1: smart before the like, police come um, find you and say it's stolen <laughs> equipment.
3: Yeah, so that's, that's exactly what. So I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, I was having a panic attack. I'm like, I just drove 24 hours from Chicago to be stopped at the border, and yeah, um, the guy from Customs was like, "You know what, ma'am? If I were you, I would just take this over to um." a rent a storage unit and leave your equipment there because I like we can't let you test with it. And I'm like what? Oh. Like I'm like I'm like this whole like I took like a month's worth of time to go down there and do this. I'm like I this is what I came out to do. I'm like I, I need my equipment and he's just yeah. like mm-hmm. Well I'll get charge you a small fine and I'll let you take it then and it was like oh. I'm like all right, you know what? It's fine. They just wanted so, the money. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And I was just like okay, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Like it's as long as i get to still take it and mm-hmm. like, do my what i set out to do yeah so yeah and then after, after that luckily i got down there and found a school that let me and i got this idea from being a uh, part of that mobile unit out here in chicago public Schools. So i went to um my cousin's school and i was like "Oh, well, do you guys have a little room i can have like for the time being and set up um a uh, little like optometry lane here and do the eye exams and the, pr- the principal there was so on board with it very helpful he was just like yeah like let's do it and um so he let me use that that room um for that time being um so I'd go there um every day around one o'clock because I think the kids would be out of school around like 1 30 or something mm-hmm. so I would set up and by the time they were done oh my gosh you guys if you guys only saw like the first day there was a whole line of kids lined up with oh. their parents like and I was like my heart was just like oh my god like I was worried because of that screening I did in December that I was like yeah nobody oh, showed up yeah <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like what if persistence is what key can... yeah persistence yeah. Is and key. word of mouth is important apparently you just proved it <laughs> yeah that's word of mouth that's the market right there so anyways yeah. um so and and here the difference was too with like that I was going to not only do the exam, but provide a pair of glasses for a kid who needed them. So that was the whole like, um, I think that made a big difference too, mm-hmm. versus my first attempt was just like, I'm just screening your kid. And they were like, Well, what is that gonna do for yeah. me? You know, like you're yeah.
1: back in the back So you didn't have so any that- other optometrists join in, or did you have any um, like other volunteers or other opticians that came in from the village to help out or any anyone
3: oh, no um the there is one optometrist in the town but I think they were away during that time I, mm-hmm. I didn't ever get in touch with them and then um I I don't think he even has an optician I think it's just that optometrist yeah. they're doing like everything from start to finish and then um and then uh, aside from that, um, no, I just, I had a couple cousins, like I showed them how to check VAs and I was like, oh, oh, like help me at least like, you know, I had to train them a little bit. You recruited the volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. um, and I mean, I gave them a little bit of money just for, cause I mean, they, it's very, what's it called? It's a very poor town and like, they mm-hmm. really, like, I don't know, they, like any job is good. So yeah. they were yeah. like, yeah, sure. I'll help you. So I taught him how to help me with the eye care and check pressures and and check VA's. So
2: yeah, wow. Was, um, you said um you provided them with glasses. Did you take glasses from Chicago? So I did. Um, Doctor
3: Doctor Lewis with HLS Eye Care with his whole like
2: CPS program
3: um, that he where he goes school to school. They actually carry like a bunch of frames with them. It's like a stack of like I don't know this high. I can't remember what lab he used but mm-hmm. it was pretty cheap and he's like you know what like honestly he hooked it up like I I was able to get frames and lenses for pretty cheap because he told them you know I have this um new grad who's doing this service um can you guys help her with like you know cutting costs of the lenses and I was like oh my gosh that's awesome so yeah. he was able to like he save me a ton of money on that yeah he let me take down a set of frames and they would pick them out and they would be so excited and trying on their glasses and um I had my cousins help me with that too like I'll help them you know pick out a frame and I'm like if you guys are confused and like that's not a good fit like let me know and over and over and um cause yeah it would get pretty it would get pretty busy <laughs> I remember there were times where like I was just like I couldn't I could barely eat like because it was just like yeah so busy
1: what was the process of getting the frames delivered to the patient then? So they pick out a frame. Did you just make notes of who wanted what? And then you bring it back to the mm-hmm. lab in Chicago and then have them. Yeah, meet? So,
3: uh-huh.
1: so pretty much
3: I did it just like he does it here. Like I had an exam form and that's where I'd write like patient name, birthday, and um, their, um, their final RF findings. And then I'd write down like, Oh, um, the name of the frame, the color, the mm-hmm. size. And then that's how I I when once I got back, I had I went through each exam form and like inputted the information yeah. and um, sent the order out. So when they came in, they had the patient name and all that information on there. So
1: And then you guys shipped it to the school so that the students would pick it up or did you send it to like each student I, I, individually?
3: I sent it um my brother went on a trip down there. Shortly, like once the lenses arrived, the frames arrived, um, and I sent them down with him because, and we we go a lot to my hometown where we did, and um, so he took them down, and uh, my my cousin that helped me do a lot of this, she was the one that helped. Distribute them out because she knows a lot of the kids down there and okay her kids still there, so so she was able to like distribute and stuff. She was my little optician. <laughs> oh, that's how amazing. many cousins
0: yeah. did you have helping you? Was it just like a couple, or was it
3: like like it a whole fam? It was usually two of them. Okay, just two. Three, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't that many of us. um Honestly, we'd fall behind because of me, like sometimes the outer refractor wouldn't be working and there I am scoping away and I'm just like, like the outer refractor would sometimes just like break down on me and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'll scope and all like, cause it definitely helps a lot. Like, you know, like to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. And then once that yeah. wasn't there, I'm like, I really got to sharpen up these rep skills here. So for yeah. <laughs> like yeah. days, there. I was like, all right. And then how many kids
0: sure. did you end up seeing in a day? I went to, it
3: was like, it it was like 167. I think I remember. Oh, not in a day. Sorry. (laughs) I was like, Rosa, you were not sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) you're like, okay. No, no. Sorry. I thought you meant for the whole time being, I think it was like 167. I can't remember how many I see a day, but it'd be maybe like 15 a day, 20 a day. Okay. That's a lot. But that's still a lot for like, kids
0: 20 kids a day (laughs) something like that can handle one (laughs) yeah I'm like done after one I'm like
3: all right my (laughs) patience is out 15 minutes yeah (laughs) (laughs) it it was so funny because then it was like there were days um that they would come and there would be a line and I'd tell them like okay I tell my cousins my cousins would have a little sign-up sheet and then you know I'd say okay cut it off after this one like no more and then people would come and be like Oh, like you know, like I re- I really need one, like she she can't see well and it'd be like, All right, just add her hand and like yeah. that that would just like keep and I would get out of there so late and it's just like it would just it was it was um but it was like again rewarding. Like I felt good doing it, but oh, there yeah. were days that was a little longer and I'm like, Oh, I just wanna go home. Yeah, and, I um, think but it was-
0: I think that's how me and Raf felt when we did our mission trip in Mexico as well. It was uh our days were long for sure. Like we would Rob, I think we would get up at like six a.m. and then start. No
2: earlier. We used to get up at like five thirty. Yes. Remember? Oh yeah, God. six o'clock. We used to have our breakfast, and by seven we had to be at the screening. Yeah, and then we oh would be God. working
0: until like maybe seven or yeah. six or seven. It was a good then...
2: ten to twelve hours we worked in the wow. day. Wow, that is yeah. super long. Yeah, and it was yeah, hot. Guess- it was super hot. Yes. I remember, like, oh, I'll yeah. be doing red, and I'll be, like, sweating. i am like, somebody come and fan me, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you that the second time around was, like, it, it yeah. paid off really yeah. well. You know, all of that hard work and the bribes at the border. Like, <laughs> now it was all worth mm-hmm. it, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. I was just, like... My worry was, and I hope Dr. Lewis isn't listening to me, but I, my worry was just like, what if they try to take my stuff away? Like it can be yeah. kind of corrupt at the border. So I'm just yeah. like, oh my gosh, I didn't think I was going to run into this. Like I had my letter. I had like, you know, like proof of like, you know, like this is mm-hmm. borrowed, I'm bringing it back. And they re- like you you can run into like a customs official that just isn't,
1: I don't know. For anyone who's hopefully planning on, on organizing a mission trip, I guess that's rule number one is maybe travel with a bunch of optometrists or travel, maybe sign up with an organization that kind of already manages mission trips because then, yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess you won't run into this all by yourself at the border, you know,
2: possibly not getting in. So talking about like lenses and how you had to pay um kind of out of your pocket for the lenses and the frames were there any other expenses that you had to do out of pocket well the first one was the bribe second (laughs) part was how much did that cost you just out of curiosity it was
3: like around 100 bucks it wasn't that bad but it was just yeah but But 100 us right 100 us so about 200 Canadian. 120 Canadian. (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> but yeah just once I got back it was just paying for the glasses and the lenses themselves which I was thinking of maybe you know um starting a GoFundMe or something to get like help to pay for them yeah. but um it wasn't that bad it was like I don't I can't like exactly quote it but I think I spent maybe like five hundred dollars
1: on it after it really for, wasn't that bad like, for like 170 kids for glasses but like not all you- of them
3: needed and not all oh, of them yeah not all
1: of them needed them yeah I want to say I ordered maybe like 70
3: and it was um a, a couple of them were were double orders for the kids that had like really highest um prescriptions I was like mm-hmm. well let me get them a backup pair in case they mm-hmm. like lose them or break them because yeah. they like you really should be in glasses yeah um, I knew a lot of I knew a lot of those kids needed to be in glasses
1: so. <laughs> um you know, I'm really glad that we spoke with you now so openly about how you organize the mission trip, because I do remember personally, like during school, you brought up the idea and you were saying, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to organize a mission trip. And I was like, whoa, yeah. rose up, hold up. How are you even doing yeah. this? How are you handling this? This is so much work. Mm-hmm. But now that you yeah. actually talk through the steps, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't sound um, impossible at all. You know, this, this does sound like something that people can do. Um, But I think, you know, it sounds like you were definitely in good hands where you had connections with ODs who had the travel equipment and or the portable equipment and also Mm -hmm. access to cheaper lenses and frames. Um, I think I have one, one question that you may not be able to answer, but you know, if we were thinking of doing a mission trip and we don't have connections with someone like this, Do you know of any frame and lens companies that are easy to approach when you want to do a mission trip and you want to ask some of these companies, like, hey, do you, you know, are you able to give me a discounted price if I want to do a mission trip?
3: I was lucky enough that I didn't really have to search around because I had that connection with Dr. Lewis and he was able to one, hook me up with like the equipment, two, hook me up with a place that does you know he gave me a really good discount on frames and lenses um so I was lucky enough that I didn't really have to search for that but I mean I don't think it's it's worth a try to ask like call mm-hmm. up SOR or a SOR rep or something and you know mention what you're trying to do and I think that that's a good start and they would be able to kind of guide you into like well maybe we can't but so and so can or something you know like I'm mm-hmm. sure you know yeah. like it's a good deed that you're doing and I'm sure somebody will be willing to help. And, you know, I think that would, yeah. Be- like if anybody's thinking about doing it, I, the worst thing you can do is like ask and be told, no, I don't know. And then you just yeah. go to the next
1: one. Right? Yeah, so
2: That's very true. Oh, sweet. Now I miss Mexico. I want to go back.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a good like- one. Let's-
2: yeah it's like bringing back like (laughs) flashbacks of mine and Deepon's trip because in the evening we would walk around the town it was such it's a really small town too and like Mm -hmm. people knew who we were and they were even like they would come to us and they were like thank us even though there was like a big language barrier you you could tell that like they were just so happy Mm -hmm. and they just like welcomed Mm -hmm. you to their town Mm -hmm. it was a really Mm -hmm. good experience and yeah. like
0: meeting the people that we worked with or volunteered with too was just as amazing so yes. i mean yeah. yeah i don't think we'll ever forget those personalities and mm-hmm. um those mm-hmm. friendships will always be remembered too and yeah some of those nights that we had it was just i'll never forget those experiences so yeah just waiting for covid to be over so we can do this again <laughs>
2: hey like- yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> seriously so are you actually planning to organize more mission trips in other locations? For the moment,
3: not right now, but mm-hmm. I
2: think I, I definitely would like to in the future again because I mean, I don't know, there's,
3: there's a need for it, like there's yes. so many underserved populations out there that like, I don't know, I think here like it's taken for granted that you have such access to eye care and it's like mm-hmm. everywhere else, so it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, in that town, like there's one optometrist, and I he wasn't available for like the longest, so yeah, um. I, where was
2: he this whole time? <laughs> you were there oh, all no. summer, yeah.
3: Yeah. So, He probably um, came
2: back and he saw everyone in glasses. He's like, What like, happened? What, what
3: happened? happened? <laughs> what
2: happened? <laughs> where did all you come from? <laughs> oh, he probably ran out of this.
3: Well, okay.
1: yeah, thank you. I mean, thank you so much, Rosa, for sharing and being open about the experience. I think we've always been curious as to know how the trip went because you know, mm-hmm. this was post graduation. So obviously we all kind of went our separate ways and and you know, the communication between all of us obviously gets less after graduation because everyone's celebrating or sleeping for like five months after <laughs> after graduation. Up, so catching huh? up
3: on all the sleep. Yeah, catching up
1: on all the sleep <laughs> and um I think you what I said before, I'll say it again. You definitely made mission trip sound less scary, less uh daunting and less of a hassle. You know, you, I think the way that you described how you went about it, even as a you organized this as a student, you know, right after mm-hmm. boards and right after, you know, final exams, um so it's anyone can do it. If you can do it, yeah. Anyone can do it if they're really motivated and curious to yeah, get it done. For sure.
3: That, I do want to
1: say like, shout out to Dr.
3: Lewis. who's like the, all that equipment was his and it was yeah. just like, so, nice so, of him. It.
1: so you never told him what happened at the border though. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to Now he'll know. know. He'll be like Rosa. <laughs>
0: never again. Never again. Um, Not with yeah. my equipment. Yeah,
3: exactly. if if you're listening dr lewis i'm sorry but i got it back back.
2: thank you to everyone for listening to four eyes if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating to give us feedback on how we're doing you can also check us out on instagram at four eyes opt for more content look out for new episodes every wednesday so until then stay tuned